and uh, for uh, because he's got such a wonderful mother, and he's privileged to have her with him for all of these years. And we're just uh, thankful Sister Powell is still able to be here. She's one of the older, and I don't mean that in years, but I mean that in longevity, in fact that she's been here in this church, a member, uh, for all of these many years. And uh, long before I got here, she was in the church, and uh, I thank God for uh if anybody thinks that you can't live for God, all they need to do is look around and see uh, these people, uh, elder saints of God that have lived for God for all of these years without wavering, without faltering. And, uh, and, and it, is a, it is a witness and a testimony as to uh, the fact that if you want to, you can live for God. And if you don't want to live for God... You can have the best preaching. You can have the most beautiful church. You can have every all of the uh, things that go with it, but it, it won't help you. But you've got to have that desire in your heart, in your life, to live for God. And it's good to see L.D. here this morning. And uh, pray that God would heal him. He has some health issues and certainly praying for him and believe God to heal him. And uh, I want CLD be the man that God wants him to be. And I tell you what, I owe a great debt of gratitude to LD. Uh, back when uh, the building that was here before this one, if you remember, it burned, and uh, and we didn't ha- we didn't even have a place to worship. And uh, we had the shell of a building there at the gym, and uh, I'm telling you, it was. Uh, it, it it didn't have any air condition. It didn't have anything but just a shell. And LD come and, and uh, ramrodded that and got us a place that we could worship God. And I know that God won't ever forget that. And uh, we won't be praying for Brother Griffin, Brother Thomas Griffin. Uh, I, I, he was to be operated on this week for a uh, uh, situation. Uh, ailment in his body and and they put him off they said you have to do certain things for a month and then we'll do it and i told him this morning that gives us a chance to pray a little harder that he won't even need that operation god heals cancer i said god heals cancer If we can believe, all things are possible. Praise God. Now, Sister Armstrong is a testimony, you can be seated, a testimony to the healing power of God. Of course, Brother Buck is, my wife is. Uh, I know Sister Lisa Costner and uh, Sister Renee and I don't know how many more of you I my memory isn't 
as good as it used to be. It's good sometime, but not all the time. And uh, Hale's sister Armstrong uh, did everything but make her hair grow. Now, I don't think she cares whether it grows or not. And uh, I didn't have cancer, but my hair don't grow. So that's the way it works. But isn't God good and He is faithful and He is more than able. And uh, I thank God uh, for all of His uh, goodness and grace to us and mercy and what He's able to do. So it is good to be here this morning. And we're thankful that all of you are here and uh, pray that uh, something that's said or done that will be a blessing to you today. And uh, Brother Mark and myself were having a discussion uh, before uh, over where the men gather on Sunday morning. And one of Brother Mark's sons, well, both of them, two of them are uh, in the electrical field. And uh, Samuel is uh, a fourth-year apprentice. He's going to school and working on the job and learning. And uh, Aaron is not in the apprenticeship program yet, but he's learning, and he's working and doing good. And uh, Brother Mark, uh, you know, he he tells me that you learn a lot more on the job than you do in the classroom. And uh, that uh, is open for discussion. There are things that you learn in the classroom that you'll never learn on the job because they don't teach it on the job. Amen. But it's like coming to church. Now you learn things from the Word of God that you get at church, and then you leave from here to put it into operation and apply what you've learned at church to your daily life. And uh, that's the way uh, the apprenticeship programs, they teach you the theory and they teach you the different things about electrical construction, whether it's uh, 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 residential or industrial or, or whatever uh, a phase of that industry you go into. But then you have to put it into, you have to apply it once you go on the job. And that's what it is in living for God. You learn things at the house of God that you'll never learn in practical living. But how, and, and, and I believe the Bible confirms this. That uh, how will you know if you don't have a preacher? Amen. If you don't have a teacher, you don't have somebody to tell you. The Ethiopian eunuch uh, told um, Philip, he said, uh, Philip asked him, said, you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I understand if I don't have a man to teach me? And so Philip taught him about water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the Ethiopian eunuch went on to put it into, applied it to his life. So we're here this morning to apply what we learn at the house of God into our lives today. And I'd like to talk to you this morning. And if you need a, a title for my little sermon here today, uh, I call it a messenger without a message. A messenger without a message. And if you want to stand, you can. I'm going to read several scriptures. And if you won't get tired standing, uh, you can stand while I read it. And this is found in the book of Second Samuel in chapter 18. If you want to look it up in your Bible and give you a minute to find it. For those of you that are not real knowledgeable about it, that's in your Old Testament. And that's right after First Samuel. So uh, you, you can know where to look. And... Uh, and reading, and they took Absalom, 
and cast him into a great pit in the wood and laid a very great heap, heap of stones upon him. And all Israel filed every one to his tent. Now Absalom in his lifetime had taken and reared up for himself a pillar, which is in the king's dale, for he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. And he called the pillar after his own name. And it is called unto this day Absalom's place. <clears throat> then said Ahamaz, the son of Zadok, let me now run and bear the king tidings. How that the Lord hath avenged him of his enemies. And Joab said unto him, Thou shalt not bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings another day. But this day thou shalt bear no tidings, because the king's son is dead. Then said Joab to Cushai, Go tell the king what thou hast seen. And Cushai bowed himself unto Joab and ran. Then said Ahamaz, the son of Zadok, yet again to Joab, But howsoever let me, I pray thee, also run after Cushai. And Joab said, Wherefore wilt thou run, my son, seeing that thou hast no tidings ready? But but howsoever, said he, let me run. And he said unto him, Run. (coughs) Then Ahamaz ran by the way of the plain, and he overran Cushai, and David sat between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof of the gate, up unto the wall, and lifted up his eyes, and looked, and behold, a man running alone. And the watchman cried and told the king, and the king said, If he uh, is alone, there is tidings in his mouth. And he came apace and drew near, and the watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called unto the porter and said, Behold, another man runneth alone. And the king said, He also bringeth tidings. And the watchman said, Me thinketh the running is the foremost is like the running of Ahamaz, the son of Zadok. And the king said, He's a good man and cometh with good tidings. And Ahamaz called, said unto the king, All is well. And he fell down to the earth upon his face before the king and said, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which hath delivered up the men that lifted up their hand against my lord the king. And the king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Ahamaz answered to Joab, Sent the king's servants, and me thy servant, I saw a great tumult, but I knew not what it was. And the king said unto him, Turn aside and stand here. And he turned aside and stood, and the king said, and, uh, stood still, and behold, Cushai came, and Cushai said, Tidings, my lord, the king, for the Lord hath avenged thee this day of all them that rose up against thee. And the king said unto Cushai, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushai answered, The enemies of my lord, the king, and all that rise against thee to do thee hurt, be as that young man is. And thank you for standing. You can be seated if you'd like to. This is rather a lengthy reading, but I wanted you to grasp the entirety of the message that I wanted to bring to you. You remember the setting of the lesson, of the scripture here is that Absalom, one of David's sons, rose up against David to overthrow him as being the king of Israel. And, and he stood in the gate and he stood there before 
the temple and, and before the house of God. And when people would come in and he would listen to their complaints and he would tell them, if I was the king, I would do thus and so. And I know you're right and everybody else is wrong. And that was his uh, the way that he uh, endeared himself uh, to the children of Israel. He, he, he convinced them that he should be the king. And so he got a, a great following. And they followed after uh, uh, Absalom. They, they began to uh, proclaim him the king. Well, when he got enough to back him as he overthrew David to being the king of Israel, and David left Jerusalem, and he left and, and uh, uh, fled, uh, uh, he had to. Uh, otherwise, Absalom would have killed him. And uh, so it came, and he, he used even the confidants that David had uh, when he was the king. And, and, and one of them uh, gave Absalom this advice, and the other one said, no, that won't work, and he gave him his advice. Got his men together and went to battle against David. The only thing... It was, it was, God's man was David and he was the king of Israel. So when they went to battle, uh, the men that followed after David and he divided them up in th- into three groups and, and, and there were hundreds and thousands and, and he uh, divided them up and he said, now you follow and you go here and the next group you follow and you go there and next one. And so they defeated the men that were following after Absalom. And uh, so Absalom got on a, a mule, and, and he began to flee before the men of Israel, uh, before the armies of David. And uh, Absalom had a, a, a great shock of hair. He never cut his hair. He had very long hair. And uh, as he ran, uh, rode the mule, the Bible said that he went under a great oak tree, and his hair got caught in the boughs of that oak tree, and there he hung, and they uh, they came and they found Absalom uh, hanging there. One of the men came and told Joab, he said, well, why didn't you kill him? He said, I'm going to tell you why I didn't kill him. I heard the king tell you that if you, if you got the young man, don't do him any harm. And if I would have killed him, you would have killed me. So I didn't do anything to him. So Joab went ahead and he threw three darts into the heart of, of Absalom, and they killed Absalom. Well, then Joab wanted to go to the city and tell uh, uh, David what had happened to Absalom. And, and Abashai, uh, I believe Ahamaz, uh, uh, was very swift afoot. He was a fast runner. And he wanted to run and tell David. But David said no. I mean, uh, uh, wanted to run and tell David. But Joab said no, uh, you can't go. But I'm going to send Cushai because he knows what happened to Absalom. So Cushai, you go and tell David. Well, then uh, uh, Hamas said, well, I want to run too. Joab said, you can run, but you don't have anything to say. You can go, but you don't have a message. You're the messenger, but you have no message. And I look at where we are living today. There are many messengers, but they have no message. Amen. But there is a messenger that has a message today. Praise God. And the message that we have is the message of hope, the message of peace, 
the message of uh, love, the message of mercy, amen, but most of all, it is the message of salvation. Praise God. There is only one message of salvation. Man has tried to denigrate what God has given to us and has tried to change the message, but the message remains the same. The messenger wants to run, but he has no message. Now, David said that, Ahamaz, you're a good man. And I'm not saying that people that want to be preachers, amen, they want to preach something, but they don't have a message. Amen. Raising your hand and bowing your head and accepting Christ is not a message. Praise God. Peter had a message on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Jesus told Peter, He said, Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Praise God. This is the message. Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The, the Apostle Paul, in writing to the church at Galatia, said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you un, into the grace of Christ, into another gospel, which is not another. I don't care what gospel they preach. If it's not a one God, Jesus Christ, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, it is another gospel, which is not another gospel. But he said, there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, now Paul thought this was so important that he said it once, and he came back and he said, As I said before, so say I now again. Though we are another, though we are an angel from heaven, preach another gospel, let him be accursed. And from the third century in 325 AD, when Pope Constantine, amen, at the Nicene Council stood up and said, we're going to change the method of baptism and simply use the titles we baptize in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. From that day to this, my Bible tells me that God said, let them be accursed because they have no message. I read in the paper this morning, it said, the church. Well, God only has one church. Amen. You can read it yourself. I'm not here to belittle any religion. But I'm going to tell you, if they preach anything besides Jesus Christ being the mighty God, amen, if they preach anything beside baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, if they preach anything besides follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord, my Bible said, let him be accursed, because they are running with a messenger without a message. Praise God. 
In 2 Timothy 4, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Amen. They will listen to messengers that have no message. There's a guy in Houston that has, they say, the largest church in the United States. The largest congregation. You can call it a church. You can call it a motivational uh, assembly. He has nothing to say, but everything is good. You have a blessing already today. You are already blessed. All you have to do is just sit back and let the good times roll. Let the money come in. Let the prosperity build up in your bank account because you are already blessed. He's a messenger, but he has no message. My Bible tells me that if you don't work, you don't eat. Amen. That's what my Bible says. But if I listen to the messenger with no message, all I have to do is sit back and wait for the good times to come in. Amen. But he said that we won't mention sin. Amen. Because that offends people. But you know why? You know why people get offended? Because they're guilty. Amen. I didn't like it when the preacher preached to me. Amen. But it's like Sister Dorothy said, I had to ask God, help me to see my failures. Amen. Somebody had a message and talked to me and told me what I needed to do. Amen. Some of you are here this morning. You've had a messenger to tell you. I'm here to tell you this morning. There is a message that God has. It's the gospel of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. There's a gospel of repentance and water baptism. And thank God the infilling of the Holy Ghost. You know, if the preacher didn't care, if I didn't care, I would not preach to you. I'd get up here and tell you a bunch of funny stories, and I can tell funny stories. I got in trouble the other night because I wanted to be serious, and you weren't used to me being serious. And you started laughing, and I fussed because everybody's laughing because I want to be serious. And really, Brother Looper's the one that was started. But, it, it, well, when you do something, you got to blame it on somebody. Amen. So blame it on the pastor. You, 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 you were the one. But anyhow, that's, amen. But I'm serious this morning. I'm here to tell you that I love you. God loves you. The pastor loves you. Amen. And God is dealing with your life, and He's calling you to be what He wants you to be. Maybe not what you want to be, but the message is you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. If any man hath not the Spirit of God, my Bible tells me he is none of his. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, and he said, Good Master, what must I do? Amen. And Jesus said, Except a man is born again of the water, Amen. And the Spirit, He cannot 
see the, actually he said, first of all, man must be born again. Nicodemus didn't understand that. He said, do you go back into your mother's womb? I don't know what you're talking about. Jesus said, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. You must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. So those without a message have come back and said, What he's talking about there is the water that accompanies the natural birth. Amen. But Jesus wasn't talking about the water that accompanies the natural birth. Amen. He said you must be born again. Amen. You've been born of the flesh the first time. Amen. But now I'm telling you, you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. It's no shame to get up out of the seat. Amen. And come to an altar of prayer and lift your hands before God and say, forgive me of my sin and give me your spirit. And God said, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are far off. Lift your hands and praise Him. Then Ahamaz, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeremiah, king of Israel, saying, Amos hath conspired against thee in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear his words. For thus Amos saith, Joab shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led away captive out of their own land. And Ahamaz said unto Amos, O thou seer, go, flee thee away into the land of Judah. There eat bread and prophesy there. But prophesy not again any more at Bethel. For it is the king's chapel and it is the king's court. Then answered Amos and said unto Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son. But I was an herdsman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock. And the Lord said unto me, Go prophesy unto the people Israel. Now therefore hear thou the word of the Lord. Thou says, Prophesy not against Israel, and drop not thy word against the house of Isaac. That's the reason God doesn't want... A hireling to stand behind the pulpit. Because everybody can't take the Word of God. We're living in an age, in a day, in an age when all, everybody has got to be politically correct. You can't say exactly what you think is going on in the world today. My Lord, if you say anything against the homosexuals, you are a racist and you are a prejudice and you're terrible. Amen. So they can't take the Word of God. So they have messengers that have no message. Amen. That's the reason you've got them in the White House saying, Oh, isn't it wonderful this glorious football player has come out of the closet and told everybody that he's a homosexual, I'm proud of him. It ought to be a shame because you've got a messenger without a message. Amen. My Bible tells me the effeminate shall not make it into the portals of glory. Amen. There is a message today. Amen. When God fills you with His Spirit, 
God gives you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You got it because you were ready for somebody to preach to you. Jeroboam, you can sit down. Jeroboam. And Amaziah, don't preach to us. We're happy. Don't, don't tell me where to go. Don't tell me what to do. Don't, you, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't tell this, but I'm going to tell it anyhow. Brother Looper was, what do you call it? Counseling with a man and a woman to be married. They want to get married. And he was telling them what they needed to do. And the man was not used to having a preacher tell him anything. And he said, we're grown people. We don't have to do what you tell us. Brother Looper said, this conversation is over. You're out. Amen. It didn't matter. It was one of his kinfolks. Amen. Because you see, he had a message, but he had a, the messenger had a message, but he was used to a messenger without a message. Oh, would you mind doing this? Oh, oh please don't do it. You know, it reminds me of people correcting their children. Honey... Don't do that. It makes Daddy feel bad. It makes Mama feel bad when you do that. Please don't do that. Oh, I'm so sad when you do that. I tell you what, I'm going to count to ten, and you better not be doing that when I get through. And I get up to nine, and nine and a half, and nine and three-quarter, and nine and seven-eighths. Honey, would you please quit doing that? Amen. My daddy didn't know that language. He was a messenger with a message. Amen. He wasn't afraid to hurt my feelings. I was afraid for him to hurt my feelings. Amen. He hurt them in the way that lasted a long time. Amen. Do you want to hear preaching? You're going to hear it from a messenger that's got a message. Amen. What is the message that we hear from God? Amen. In Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. You, you, he said that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord is going to be saved. But how are you going to know who to call on until somebody tells you that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There is a God in heaven that will tell you, Amen, repent of your sins. There's a God that loves you that said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Amen, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, you can be there too. Amen. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter is not going to come. But the Comforter is with you. But I'm going to send you another Comforter. Even the Spirit of Truth. And He abides with you forever. Praise God. A messenger with a message today. Praise God. Do we know? Are we more educated? No. 
We got, you can sit down. We got educated at, Brother Bean used to say at PST. You know what that means? That's where the college that he went to school. At the University of PST. How many of you know what that means? My wife knows. Means pine sapling thicket. Amen. Found God at an old fashioned prayer meeting. Believe in God. How in the world do we know? But he said, How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful. And I'm going to tell you something. I'd tell you something, but my wife would, would fall out of her seat. And I would fall out of my seat when I got home. Our feet may be beautiful, but sometimes they stink. You don't have feet that stink? You do? Yeah. But he said, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. The message that I bring to you this morning is of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. For they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah's Lord who hath believed our report. But I'm going to tell you about this cancer business. He said, who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the, and our, the peace was upon Him. And by His stripes we are healed. Sister Tammy's here this morning. By the stripes of Jesus Christ. Praise God. You that have been healed of cancer and heart trouble. How many of you... I don't, I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but you, you, you've joined the white stocking gang. You know what that is? That's when they cut you open and go in and put a, another vein in your heart, take it out of your leg and, hey man, do open heart surgery. But you know who brought you through that? It was the eternal God of heaven. Me and Brother Cooper, we are charter members of that gang. Praise God. By whose stripes you are here. That's the message that I've got and bring to you. The messenger with no message says, that God doesn't heal today. If you're healed, it was either an incident, an accident, or something that just happened anyhow. I don't believe that. I'm going to tell you my God is an answer of prayer. That's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. That's the reason that I'm trying to get across to you. Amen. There is a message here for you today. Amen. The day that you seek me with your whole heart, that's the day that you'll be found of me. He said, seek the Lord with all of your heart. Because He's not very far from every one of you. Amen. Some of you are standing on the very precipice, amen, of success, of making heaven your home. But you've got to be a man enough to say, I need God. Amen. Sister Dorothy said, I needed God to help me with my failures. You need God to fill you with His Spirit. Be a man. Get up out of your seat and come to an altar prayer and say, I'm going to find God for myself because somebody brought me a message that I can have God in my life. And He, Jesus, and He, and I, 
added this, Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as the custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives. Oh, I'm not a captive. We're, living, we're, we're losing an entire generation because they are captivated by. That makes me feel good, so I'm going to smoke it, sniff it, or use a needle. Amen. And they can't get out from under the captivity. But I've come to tell you this morning that He is a deliverer. Praise God. Deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind. I just can't see what you're preaching. Amen. But when God opens your eyes, you can see this. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah to God. There is a message. Amen. From the messenger. If you're getting your spiritual food from a book, from somebody that doesn't, that has never seen and never had the revelation of the oneness of God. If you're getting your spiritual food from some radio preacher or some television preacher, you're listening to a messenger that has no message. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field. I'm telling you about a message that we have today. The messenger that has a message. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I've got a message. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Hallelujah to God. Which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with all the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts. Praising God. Saying... Glory to God in the highest and peace on on the earth and goodwill toward men. Glory to, this is the message, glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. Peace. If you have no peace, God said, I've come to give you peace. Hallelujah to God and goodwill. Toward men. Hallelujah to God. You don't want to be preached to? This is the message which we have heard from the beginning. That God brings you a message today. That we should love one another. I want to tell you something. And I'm closing with this. 
And I went to God this morning that you could be man enough or woman enough if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You cannot tell me that God isn't dealing with your heart. He's getting you ready. They used to sing that old song, I'm getting ready to leave this world. I'm getting ready for the gates of pearl, keeping my record bright, watching both day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. You may be getting ready. You may be fixing to leave this world, but you sure want to be ready. Amen. You can... Well, what are people going to think? I don't know what they're going to think in eternity because... Well, what's the matter with him? Why is he going... Amen. What do you care what anybody thinks about you? Just so long as God's dealing with you. The day that you can come and say, God, I need you for myself. I need you today. Would you fill me with your spirit? Would you forgive me of my sin? He said, I'll forgive you of all sin. You've never had the Holy Ghost, so you can't blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you've had the Holy Ghost, you could blaspheme. Amen. You know, committing sin, God forgives. Apostasy, there is no forgiveness because you can, you cannot see the wrong that you've done. You can't, you, you can be wrong and feel like you're right. That's what apostasy is. But I'm here to tell you, as the, I'm not an angel. I'm a human being just like you are. But I'm here to tell you there's a God in heaven. Amen. That was born in a manger. That died on a cross. That paid the supreme price. And he said, I have come that you might have life. Amen. And have it more abundantly. Would you stand with me this morning? God is calling your name. He's calling your number. God loves you this morning. He wants to save you. He wants you to be saved. Could you find him? You can, because he's not very far from every one of us. He is a present help. You know, years ago we used to sing an old song. Wait a minute, so I can get this in my mind. Jesus will never say no to those turning from sin, inviting him in. Jesus will never say no. He's not going to say no to you this morning. I tell you what, I'll be the first one to meet you if you'll step out and say, I need God. I'm not asking those of you that feel you need to draw closer to God. I'm trying to reach those that don't know God in the power of the Holy Ghost. This morning, would you go to God in prayer with me this morning? Would you ask God to help us? Because, see, God's doing a work for somebody. Are you too proud? Are you too timid? I've got a message for you. The message, the messenger that has no message says,
It's not necessary. You don't have to have that. Do what you want to do. Live the life you want to live. The messenger says, God loves you. He loves you so much that He took the trip to Calvary. It didn't embarrass Jesus to pay the supreme price. The day that you become so desirous of God in your life and say, you know, I don't care. I want God. And I'm going to go find Him for myself. Praise God. Would you pray with me? Would you boys pray with me? Help me pray. Praise God. You girls help me pray. God's talking to somebody. What a day. What a wonderful day to find God. If it would make you more comfortable, I'm going to tell you. When the church comes to pray, you come and pray. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, there is a church full of people here that will pray for you and with you. So, why don't we all come this morning? Remember service tonight, 7 o'clock. It's been so long since I have broke with it. Take me back once more to Calvary. Till one more time, your Just remember this, that every one of us had to make that determination. I don't care. I want God. Everybody that ever received the Holy Ghost had to throw all care aside and say, God, I want you more than anything else in the world. Go ahead. Why don't you reach over and pray for somebody? Why don't you reach over and pray for somebody? Move me with your message once again. It's 